You think for yourself? We like that around here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Dozens of congressmen and women got hit with a ransomware attack recently, and there's a chance you didn't hear about that one on the news. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us on American Viewpoints. The attack locked them out of a system used to reach out to their constituents, so they've been limited in what they can do in their office at Capitol Hill. Yeah, the U.S. Capitol is where this last one happened. I'm joined now by Tatiana Bolton from the R Street Institute, where she's the director of cybersecurity and emerging threats. And Tatiana, uh, it sounds like this has not hit any critical government missions, but this is kind of close for comfort when we're talking about actual offices in Congress. Thanks for having me. And yes, I would say it's a bit too close for comfort, given that the Hill is in charge of legislating for the entire country and hold some critical information, including some of your information as a constituent in those offices. And so uh, attackers trying to come in and disrupt the business of our uh, democracy is a problem. And it's a problem that is not unique to Congress. You know, as we've seen with the colonial pipeline incident that cut off gas to a lots of people on the East Coast to solar winds and a bunch of other hacks in the last six months. You know, it, it's become a big problem. And this, I know, was actually a hit on a vendor, but that is integrated into the systems in Capitol Hill. And I am not the anywhere near the expert on this that you are. But once it's in a system that they're using, is there a risk that some kind of ransomware attack could could find its way into other systems that the Congress members have access to? Absolutely. So that's the way that... Um, connected systems, like most systems are, uh, spread this kind of malware and ransomware that locks down systems and uh, makes them vulnerable to data theft and, you know, having everything kind of stolen and taken from your computer. Because a lot of networks, as long as you're connected to the internet, which most people are, including on their phone, on their computer, uh, systems at your work, um, all of these are interconnected right so you're if you log into one and the and the malware gets on one computer if that computer is connected in any way to a different computer all of the the people who have who have hacked in can get from one computer to the other computer fairly easily. The biggest problem is getting in in the first place, right? Stealing some credentials, stealing somebody's password or figuring out somebody's login, sending you a link and getting you to click on that link. That's how they spread it. And that's what they were trying to do here with the Hill. They sent, they got into the system and then used the, um, then used, then used uh, the service to send out a link to people to try and get them to, to try and lure more people to this uh to this hack we we like to think of the the center of our our national government as one of the most secure places with all of this information with everything that they do with all of the sensitive uh you know national security information should we be worried that somebody was able to get into a ransomware attack at some of the highest levels of government, even if it's through a third-party vendor? I mean, does this tell us anything about our uh, our security from uh, this sort of threat, even in government? Well, so I would be a little more concerned, actually, if this hack had, you know, had gotten to like a bank or a financial services company, because in fact, the most secure companies are really the banks and the energy sector and the technology sector. Those, those 
companies and uh, government agencies have the best security. Congress, on the other hand, I would classify as not being uh, very far ahead in terms of cybersecurity. You can imagine Congress as kind of 535 small businesses or little fiefdoms, right? They all share some common IT standards and networks, but all of them set their own uh, set their own cybersecurity practices. They don't have two-factor authentication. They don't have key cards to lock their computers. Um, you saw this during the January 6th attack where there were people uh, saying, well, what happened? Did the computers get stolen from Nancy Pelosi's office? They, they, they got stolen and some of those computers might not have been locked. And so we're not actually even sure what data was stolen then. So you're seeing this happen again and again because Congress actually isn't one of the most secure places. That's comforting. Uh, we're visiting with Tatiana <laughs> Bolton from the R Street Institute. I'm, I'm glad you just mentioned uh, banks a minute ago or so, because the next question is, OK, what's the concern for all of us? It's easy for us to kind of roll our eyes at, uh, you know, something that that's not up to par in Congress. But we talk about the things that actually affect us. I mean, you mentioned banks and some other financial institutions. If the if the security against this sort of ransomware or other uh, other hacks or attacks it is not uh, if that security is not up to par, what's at risk for all of us? Well, there's a lot at risk. You've got the healthcare sector, hospitals that keep your medical records. You've got technology. You've got IT companies and telecommunications companies like Verizon and AT and T that hold your phone records and all of that information. You've got banks that hold your money. <laughs> I mean, heaven forbid that that you know gets stolen, hacked. I mean, even that happens, right? Um, we've got 16 different critical infrastructure sectors, right? And that includes all of those I just mentioned, and then more, including chemical facilities and uh, transportation, right? Like our whole system of trucking across the United States. All of those systems have nodes, have sec sections that are connected to the internet, have computer systems that run things, that plan stuff, that, um, you know, determine which truck goes where. And that computer system can be hacked and it can download, they, hackers can download all this information. In hospitals, you could get your medical records stolen and private information about yourself and your medical history um, taken by hackers. And so it's a significant problem. We've got uh, just a minute or so left here, Tatiana. So what's the solution? Is this something government needs to implement across the board? Is this something private sector needs to lead on? Is it some kind of combination? How do we get from where we are right now to the ideal level of security? It's an all hands on deck situation. The As you've seen, the ransomware attacks have been consistent and we don't even probably know about the extent of all of them because companies aren't required to report. So we don't know when they're actually happening. And so we need private sector who owns a significant amount of our critical infrastructure, like energy plants, and we and the government who have some authorities to help here to work together so that we can uh, institute some of these best practices so we can increase our standards so we can improve our cybersecurity across the board. And so all of them need to work together to get this done. All right. You do obviously a tremendous amount of research on this and uh, coming to our street Institute with plenty of time in the uh, battle over cybersecurity from the cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, your old stomping grounds there. How do we uh, keep up with what you're writing about and researching when it comes to uh, cybersecurity? Because I like the fact that you just kind of drove home. This isn't just a Capitol Hill. This could affect your medical records, your money. There really is something at stake for all of us. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, check out our work on rstreet.org. Uh, we've got a lot of different research going on. You know, we advocate for uh, better leadership on this, more resources for cybersecurity, and uh, please check it out and stay safe out there. All right, Tatiana, thank you so much for the uh, perspective. I think a lot of people need to know just how much of a threat this actually is. Absolutely. All right. Well, the Supreme Court sends a pretty clear message on at least one part of the debate over illegal immigration. That update is just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. Liberal, conservative, moderate, libertarian. However you see the issues, your opinion is welcome here. Join the American Viewpoints community on Facebook 